my lens is always around focus, right? So it's interesting, whatever your lens is, that's what you're going to see more of. So you talked about before you got it, that you were operating in a place from fear, right? And I think what the pandemic did was show us how many of us operate from fear. So that's a scarcity mindset. And hello, that's just a showing how we show up in other areas of our life as well. So when we're focused on fear or scarcity, or we live in that space, when I talk about the energy of thought and controlling and directing it, we have given up our power. Do you ever struggle with your fuzzy brain? I do. Welcome to the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Here I share what I've discovered from my challenges with ADHD and chemo brain. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. I'm a former Wall Streeter, now certified productive environment specialist and ADHD productivity coach with well over 20 years of experience in business, office design, and productivity. I'm a badass cancer survivor and thriver, wife, mom of a teen and a cat, and a lifelong geek. I'm old enough now to be proud of it. I've learned that whether we lose our keys, misplace our files, or constantly forget our appointments, we can design a work and home life that is simpler, easier, and fits who we are with our unique brains. I believe that to be truly productive, we need to learn how to be intentionally unproductive. A strange twist for a productivity coach. But hey, I love to ski, sail, and surf. Listen in and learn how to streamline your space and systems so you can be more focused, organized, and have more time to be intentionally unproductive. Hey everyone, Catherine Avery of ProductivityByDesign.com and your host of the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Today I have with me Penny Zinker. She is a focusologist, an international speaker, business strategy coach, and best-selling author. Penny founded, developed, and sold her first multi-million dollar business while living in Zurich, Switzerland. Later, at the world's fourth largest market research company, she managed business unit turnarounds and was a Tony Robbins business coach, helping business leaders and entrepreneurs around the world to build a strong leadership, a culture of ownership, and scale their businesses. Her clients tell her, Her gift is cutting through the clutter and helping them focus on the most important and relevant areas to sustainably grow their businesses. How huge is that? So glad you're here. Thanks for having me, Catherine. It is my pleasure. I am going to start with focusologist. Wish I had thought of that. What a great word. Well, I made it up. I mean, you know, why not? Good. I love it. So what inspired you to make it up? Well, There's a number of different things that inspired me to make it up because, you know, as in our lives, we constantly are being brought back to some of the same issues, right? And so they become sort of our our core. And so focus is one of those things that it kept coming back to. And to me, it's so much more than attention. Mm. And, uh, you know, to many people, they think focus equals attention. To me, it's so much more than that. So the definition, actually, of a focusologist it's a practice, right? Any ologist is, it's a practice, which is important because we have to practice focusing. Right. And it's the the practice of controlling and directing the energy of our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions to produce a positive, meaningful result. So there's a lot in there and, and maybe we'll unpack it and maybe we won't fully, but 
the key is, is that I really came up with this now because we're in a focus crisis and we need to bring attention and to get people to take back their focus and to make this a regular practice. Right. So let's start there. Why are we in a focus crisis? I'm not disagreeing with you, by the way. Totally agree. But yeah, I'd love to yeah, hear yeah. your thoughts around why we're in a focus crisis, and they might be different or the same as mine. Well, I think there's there's no denying the the statistics that are out there about you know how we when we speak about attention that you know whatever I don't know who did this study that said that we have less attention now than the goldfish, but you know so it is. I, I don't know how we actually studied the goldfish to see what their attention span is, but regardless. We know that social media, that there's so many things that are vying for our attention today and that that we're continuing to multitask despite the fact that science has proven that, that it's actually detrimental to our focus and our productivity. But it's something like we can't help ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So, and there's just so much more going on. And then, of course, the pandemic just amplified any dysfunctions that we had before the pandemic, in my opinion, the pandemic didn't create it, it just amplified it. So, you know, and I could go on, but I think in, in short is that, you know, those are some of the the things that are increasing that problem that we have. Got it. What do you think? I think the pandemic has brought up trauma response for people. And when you're in trauma response, your body is really incapable of focusing because it's so busy in the fight flight processing, right? Freeze or fawn, which are the four sort of four trauma responses. And so people kind of, they don't know what to do. And I think you see flight. I'm a classic sample. I'm just not on the internet much anymore. Mm -hmm. I try to stay away from too much news. I try to stay away from too much social media. I'm kind of in flight mode. I think I'm in very deliberate flight mode. I'm trying to make mm-hmm. sure that I don't good. re-traumatize myself. I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing, especially as someone whose trauma response was more towards freeze. And mm-hmm. freeze doesn't allow us to do anything. You know, it's all in the polyvagal system and there's there's different, you know, fight or flight or doing things. Freeze is a non-doing. So I think there's that. And I think we have access to so much more of what's out there. It used to be that we all lived on our little street and we knew what was happening in our little neighborhood. And maybe once in a blue moon, you heard about something in a different neighborhood somewhere else. I didn't grow up with social media bombarding me with the news and my my ideas. And I grew up with, oh, my folks read the New York Times. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to read the New York Times. I'm a kid. I'm going to go outside and play, right? Right. So you're kind of sheltered from all of that, right? Is you didn't have to deal with it. And so we have have to to deal with everything, right? right? We have to deal with the environmental challenges and what that might mean to our future. We have to deal with, you know, the fact that small businesses are closing and opportunities are, you know, are, are less available for those in certain economic situations. We have racial issues that, you know, it's just like everything at once, right? There's so many different things for us to come to reckon with and and try to function at the same time. And, you know, I'm not saying that it was better then because I don't think it was better or worse. 
Um, there were certainly other ways we could numb out other than social media. We could we could watch TV all day. I mean, there was television when I was growing up. I mean, that was certainly <laughs> Saturday morning, man. I was plunked down in front of the cartoons. Right. But you know, there was one television and mom and dad ran the control of it. I was going to say ran the remote, but <laughs> I think the remote was a little bit later. So, you know, we're in different times. We're all much more aware of everything that's going on all around the world. I think there's no way around it. If you weren't aware of what was going around in the world, the pandemic forced that issue because mm-hmm. it was a global pandemic. And I say it was, I mean, I would think, I feel we're in an endemic now. So I've had COVID. It has not been the easiest thing to deal with. I guess the upside to having had it is, is I no longer feel afraid of it. Mm. I was very afraid of it. I was operating in a lot of fear and I didn't know mm-hmm. I was operating in all that fear until I got it. And then I realized it's, you know, it's like the pneumonia or flu. I'm not going to downgrade it because it's been a horrible experience for many of my friends. Right. And I don't want to say that, but you know, I'm vaxxed and boosted. Hmm. We did our quarantines. We did our things, but I'm, I'm to the point, And I don't know where you're at on this penny. And this is not about focus or anything else. This is about the pandemic. And then we're going to move quickly on. Or maybe it is right. Yeah. Or maybe it is, but I'll yeah, bring it. Let, to, let, I'll bring go. my point of focus in a second. Cause you brought up something for me that it may be about focus. I think you're really right. And I'm, I'm going to say this for me. Now my focus is, is I'm moving forward with my life, mm-hmm. not foolishly taking risks, but moving forward in the way that's best for me. And honoring whatever's best for other people, mm-hmm. which is what I do as a work, my coach. All right. Yeah. Now I'm loving, loving your take on this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Yeah. So a little quick comment and then we can move on. I know this isn't what we scheduled to talk about, but, and this is just the way that my lens is always around focus, right? So it's interesting, whatever your lens is, that's what you're going to see more of. So you talked about before you got it, that you were operating in a place from fear, right? And I think what the pandemic did was show us how many of us operate from fear. So that's a scarcity mindset. And hello, that's just showing how we show up in other areas of our life as well. So when we're focused on fear or scarcity, or we live in that space, when I talk about the energy of thought and controlling and directing it, we have given up our power to move forward and to focus on the things that matter, focus on the things that we can actually influence. Because when we're caught up in fear, we're focusing on the things that we can't influence. Mm. And so people who get sucked down the rabbit hole of, you know, of all the misinformation and 
a lot of things that they can't control. So part of what it is to be a focusologist is to take back our focus on the things that we can control and do a better job at letting go of the things that we can't control, right? So that's a key thing. And I I feel like, you know, like you said, so then you got COVID, so it took you into a different place to move forward, to be less fearful, to focus on the things that you can control. So I think there is something about focus there and, and maybe, and only time will tell in the statistics, that we'll find, and maybe the great resignation is a good example of that, is that people are starting to make focus on the things that they can control and say, this is what I want for my lifestyle and for my life. And I'm no longer going to let it be decided for me. I'm going to take that more into my hands. And I think the Gen Z and the and the millennials are more empowered anyway and more purpose-driven. Right. So this just gave them that much more oomph in that, you know, in that direction. I don't know. That's my take on it is, is that there very likely is something around that deeper meaning around focus and taking back that control. I see the teens and I'm looking at my daughter and her friends more specifically. They're very concerned about our world and what's happening and kind of feeling like we got to clean up your mess. And I yeah. say to her, sometimes I'm like, really sorry, we didn't mean to make this mess. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> but they are very focused. I think they're brilliant. I find them so fascinating. I have a lot of hope that our current teens are going to be really the change that's waiting to happen. And I don't know how that's going to fold or what it's going to look like. And that's fine. I just hope I'm around long enough to see some of the great things that happen. Right. And I think the thing is, is every generation, right, has sort of their their focus and they bring some great change and some great things. It's just an evolution. It doesn't happen all at once. And that's something also that we get caught up in the impatience and focused on what we can't control. And the thing is, it paralyzes us to then focus on the things that we can control. So I just hope that this generation is going to be focused on taking action on the areas that they can control and pushing things forward in that way. Because I I did notice that there's a lot of talk. You know, my daughter has a lot of talk about what is important to her and and what's wrong with this world. And I'm like, well, then get out there and sign a petition and, you know, start putting that into action. But I'm not seeing that. So I'm hoping that it's, it's more than just this great empathy for what we need to change in this world, but that they're willing to take the action that's necessary to get involved. Great, great point. Great point. So now let's go big picture because that's a lot of what you do. So you were telling me before we started. Smaller picture from that big picture, but. (laughs) Right. Well, yeah, we kind of been big, small, big, but now let's go back because you talked about mindset. And we haven't really started talking about the strategic yet. So when we, we first started chatting, you said you were really around the world of mindset, strategy, and process. So I would think we've touched on mindset. We'll right. Talk to well, we, we said process. that actually before the show began. So let me, let, let's oh, back whoops. up a second. Let me back <laughs> up a second. And because we had a little chat beforehand. So in what I was explaining in my first book called The Productivity Zone, I kind of talked about giving us this high level 
framework to step back. I'm all about, for me, I'm all about resetting and stepping back and resetting because there's always changes that are coming in and information that we have to account for or let go of. And so that's an important process for me. And that's going to be outlined in my new book. But my previous book was about three different areas, mindset, strategy, and sustainability. And then there were different factors that we wanted to look at in each one of those. So if we took those three factors, like you just said, and we talked a little bit about mindset and that type of thing and taking control of what we can control, you know, what's the the strategy? Well, the strategy is in that reset. Mm. And so that moment of stepping back and being able to assess, you know, use, I love the 80-20 principle because it's so simple and yet it's so incredibly powerful. And so I encourage people that they don't just know what it is, that they live it and they implement it in every area of their life. And so what that means is, for those who may not know what the 80-20 principle is, is that that 20% of our actions, for instance, or our causes are going to create 80% of the outcomes or the results, right? So I need to know all of our tasks aren't created equal. So which tasks, which things that I will focus on will make the greatest impact? That's value-driven. So I said earlier that one of the things that a focusologist does is that, A, they focus on what they can control, and then they also focus their energy, attention, and strategies towards the value that it's creating, the impact that they're going to get. And that's where the 80-20 rule can be that incredible strategy. Right. So it's interesting because you said reset and I use the word pause. Well, I really like reset. Well, pause is not a reset. Pause is just taking a moment, a breath, creating some space. And pause is great. But a reset takes it one step further, in my opinion is that a pause, a reset includes a pause, is that a reset says, let's step back and pause. And then I have an acronym, right, that helps us to step back and review what's going on, take a a look at what's really working and what's not working. Let's really look at what is. And then, then we can evaluate based on our goal, what are some of the other things that we need to consider, some other perspectives, what's changed. And then S is for simplify. We're going to really simplify things down, get really clear on the goal because sometimes we just make things more complex. And then we're going to engage in moving forward and taking action. And then we're going to test, which means that we're not going to make this permanent. We're going to come back and do it all over again. Wow. Love it. Cool. So we talked mindset. We've talked strategy. Did we talk process? Because that sounded like that was your process. Well, and I don't uh, want to sorry, be I jumped right in. So that's the process. That was good. Exactly. It's good. So that's the process. So, you know, that's why I love this, you know, the word reset. And I think some words just are so rich is that mm. it's a mindset, it's a strategy, and it's a process all in one. Right. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Mind blown. But I mean, if we if we think about it, we don't reset right now with all that we're vying for our attention. It's like that frog that gets slowly boiled in the pot, right? We just tolerate our environment that might be full of clutter. We might tolerate people in our lives that don't serve us 
any longer and are bringing us down. We tolerate jobs that we're not happy with. So we just get caught up in this, this blase, meh type of thing. And, and the pandemic, you know, Adam Grant did a great TEDx on meh, right? Is that we kind of just found ourselves in this meh place. And so that's why we have to frequently reset to say, you know, what am I tolerating? Like, where do I really want to be? And why am I not there? What's holding me back? You know, ask those, those critical questions frequently. And then we won't get caught up in meh for longer than we have to, right? We're, we're human. We're going to have our ups and our downs and, and we need to. Those are signals for us, but they should be triggers to reset versus, you know, just stay where we are. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Okay. Trying to get my head wrapped around all of this because it's incredible. <laughs> Well, I'm excited because this whole month is about strategy and planning. And so you're really doing this overview of where do we start? Yeah. And I think it's really important to step back and do exactly what you said, reset. And some people will be feeling like they're having a great year and they're going to be sliding into the fourth quarter, raring to go. But then there are going to be plenty of other people who are like, I took some time off in the summer, I chilled out, and now they actually do need to reset and get their minds kind of back in the game. And by the way, one is not better than the other by any stretch. Definitely not. And one doesn't mean that you reset and the other you don't. You always need to reset. So even if your business is going great, I've had a fantastic year and things are cruising along fantastically. Well, that's exactly a trigger also for me to say, great, let's look at what's going great. Why is it going great? How can I continue to make it going great and stay on this trajectory versus sometimes, you know, many businesses have gone out of business because they just Mm -hmm. said things are great until they're not. Right. And they didn't see it coming. So if you're going to implement a reset process, then you're going to see it coming. Right. And it's interesting to say that because last summer, the first thing I did after I hired a, a new virtual admin was to say, let's look at everything we're doing for our clients. What's our system? What's our process? What's working? What's not working? Mm-hmm. We did that last summer. It's very funny to me now to see how, again, in this summer, that I said, I feel like there's something more we can be doing for our clients. And I think it's this piece that's missing and it's an accountability piece. And how are we going to build it? And instead of us just examining in the background, what we've done is we've created a little survey for our clients, current and past. How would you want this kind of information? What would this look like? Would you prefer an in-person meeting Monday at 8 a.m. to set your goals for the week? Would you prefer to get an email reminder, et cetera? So by the time this actually airs in September, I'll have those answers. <laughs> but right. you know, in the podcast world, we record ahead. So, And a survey is a fantastic reset you know, instrument, because you are not assuming that you know what your clients need, because very often we make false assumptions, go and ask them, right? That's a a key strategy that, uh, that we did when I was working with this market research company. And we came up with a market differentiation that exploded us in the marketplace. Because at first we said, oh, we know our clients. And I said, do we really? When's the last time we asked them? And it was like crickets, you know? So the fact that you're asking is going to give you valuable information that is really going to help 
you add more value to their business and it's going to add more value to your business. So awesome, awesome reset. And sometimes we do these things and we don't call it a reset. So I'm just giving more consciousness so that we do it more often and more purposefully. I didn't call it a reset. I just called it, I don't know, just like, oh, we need to do this, right? Right. It's quieter this summer for me. It's a good time for me to step back and reflect. Not every summer is this quiet. This is just how it's fallen out. Not a bad thing considering I'm dealing with some health issues, so I'm not unhappy about it. But I do want to be poised for success as the fall unfolds. And you will be. Or sooner. Hey, whatever it is. So thinking of that, and Reset's a great tool you've given us. What's another productivity tool that's one of your favorites? Well, I gave you the 80-20, which is one of my favorites. And when you mean tool, do you mean strategy or or physical tool, like, like an app on my phone? Whatever rocks your world. Well, I have lots of things that uh, <laughs> that rock my world, but uh, a couple of really simple apps that people might, you know, want to see. How can I just work more efficiently from a day to day basis? Right. I use Text Expander, which is a great little tool that helps me. I do a lot of things that might have repetitive types of text. So, like, if I have to send my bio or I want to send a blurb for a podcast or, you know, little blurbs or, you know, and companies can use this for frequently asked questions, you know, customer service help desk type things, you know, anytime that you have to answer a question or or send an answer, you just put like hashtag bio and then my whole bio comes up. Nice. Right. So it's a, a real quick way to create emails because email is is a huge issue for a lot of people. Right. You know it. So so that's an app that I really enjoy and brings me a lot of productivity. It's interesting to say that about the emails because one of the things, one of the things we did, so last summer, how can we do things better for our clients? One of the things that came out of it was moving to Google Workspace. Mm-hmm. And once I was in Google Workspace, then it was easy to create forms. It's been easy to create templates for emails. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the things that I used to do over and over and over again. I was like, wait a minute, we keep repeating this one template. And that has been an absolute godsend. And so you don't have to have, let's say you're at a point in your business where you don't have an assistant. You can automate a lot of things like text Mm -hmm. expander or emails, templates. Zapier. Speaking of automation, my second favorite tool is Zapier. Speaking of automation, it links all different platforms. So sorry to interrupt, but that reminded me of that really for for solopreneurs or any small business, that can be an assistant right there. Right. So I've used IFTTT, which is if Mm -hmm. this, then that. I have very similar. Is it Zapier or Zapier? I don't know. Okay. Uh, Tomatoes, tomatoes is from what I understand. Right. I haven't used it yet because I kind of am confused around the languaging about it. So I haven't figured out like, what's the payment model? Isn't that funny? That's what's holding yeah. me back from using it. Okay. Well, there's lots of good tools like that. You know, it's just find one that works for you and that right. you understand how to, or that you find a good developer that can can do that for you. But well, I just can, need, I need to get my off my patootie and learn about it so that I can use it. Let's just absolutely. bottom line this. I just haven't made it a priority yet. <laughs> yeah. Because you have a tool, right? So right. if your tool is working, then maybe that's not the first thing on your list to right. To upgrade or to to change, right. but 
it is important to automate these processes, right? So that you can focus on the things that are more important. Again, again, value oriented, right? Which things are are not just most important, but also require more of your time and energy, right? Those are things that are repeatable, like creating contracts. Like I have a whole automated form. I don't need an assistant to create contracts and contact my customers because they fill out a form. It automatically fills out the contract, sends them the W-9, you know, and all the documents that need to go back and forth. And then it's done. And they now you have DocuSign or whichever one I'm using. Exactly. Which one I'm I using. Sign now. And they just, it all goes out. It's signed. It's yep. done. Signed, sealed, delivered. It's great. So super great learning a ton today about how focus can help our productivity and reset can help us to step back, get strategic, little shifts in mindset, follow a process. How can people find you? Uh, well, they can go to my website is penniskeynote.com. They can go there. And uh, if they want to find out what's in the way of their focus, I also have a distraction quiz to just create some heightened awareness as your distraction profile. So you find out whether you're a wizard or a squirrel or a time zombie. And you can go to distractionquiz.com. Love it. Thank you so much for being on, Penny. This was great. So grateful for you. Thanks, Catherine. Appreciate it. You've been listening to the Uncluttered Office Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and www.productivitybydesign.com. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. If you like what you've heard, please share this episode with someone you think needs it. I would love for you to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews make my heart sing and can help even more people find the gifts in their productivity challenges. Thanks for listening and see you next week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.